Good day, everybody, and welcome to our very first podcast of the year. This is 2023. Can you believe it? I remember in 2021, they released tickets for the Rugby World Cup, and I couldn't believe that people were so keen to buy tickets two years in advance. And would you believe it? We are here now. Before we dip into this year, which is 2023, I would encourage you to take time, if you haven't already done so, to reflect on 2022, the year that we've had. And our natural inclination is to look at all the negatives, the things that caused the stress and anxiety, the things that made us fret, like the cost of living crisis or all the different prime ministers we had, um, whether we'd be able to actually pay our electricity bill, whether the pandemic would flare up again. So there's lots of reasons for us to actually look back at 2022 and say, ah, oh, it's been a total write-off. Can't wait to put it behind me. But that would be a mistake. It would be a mistake because time that's been given to us is extremely precious and in amidst all these battles and struggles that we face collectively as as a community as a faith community god's hand is in between in these moments that we least expect it the lord comes and and he surprises us if i think of kirkliston parish church i think of of all the incredible blessings that we've received in in this year um i think of a lot of things that we were able to do for the first time i i think of something we did a few weeks ago with a christmas at Kalauri, which we had to postpone last year for the obvious reasons um i'm thinking of picnic and praise that we had i'm thinking of our life groups on little coffee stop that's been in full swing i'm thinking of the fact that it's been a while since I've seen anyone actually wear a mask. So that whole fear surrounding COVID and contracting um, the virus is, is out of the window. Um, it started off rough, but it really ended on a high note. If you think of our community fridge in partnership and collaboration with Kirkliston Conservation Group, um, if you think of all the dreams and aspirations that come that came into its fullness, if you think that service we had where we introduced 30 new members, if you think of Anna and Svetlana that stayed with us for six months and we continue to pray for them. Yeah, I guess if you take a moment to reflect and to focus on all the good God has provided, you can be busy for quite long. We could probably fill our whole podcast of 20 minutes or so with everything that the Lord has blessed us with. Um, and I want to challenge you to do the same when you think of 2021. Before you you know, put your heels in and start dreaming of all that you're going to achieve in this new year and all the weight you're going to lose and all the marathons you're going to run and all the new recipes you're going to tackle. I encourage you, I implore you to look back at the year with thankfulness and gratitude and to ask the Holy Spirit to point out things 
that he's been busy with in, in your life. And it's often the smallest things that have the greatest of impact um, on our lives. It might be a, a conversation that you're reminded of or a quick glance, a chat with a stranger on a bus, whatever it is that made you realize how precious you are in God's sight. Today, we are actually going to look at the consequences of Christmas. Um, we're going to look at what that entails, what the repercussions are of Christmas. We will be reminded that we are children of God. We have a new identity and status as, as God's children adopted into his household, thus making us heirs and co-heirs with Christ. And the promise of the Holy Spirit making us feel like we are children of God too. We have a short passage reading from Galatians 4 verses 4 to 7. Galatians, actually not like the epistles written to uh, Ephesus or the congregations in, in Romans. It is a scattered group of different churches that Paul set up and um, he's addressing them because they're falling back into their old ways of trying to abide to, to laws and to regulations and in, in this way trying to earn their salvation. So we are so delighted that you're able to join us for today, our very first gathering of the year, and we pray that you will be blessed as we look forward to all that God has in store for us in this new year. May you be blessed abundantly. May you experience God's care and God's compassion in the year to come. May you feel His prompting in every decision that you may make. May you, may you seek His face in all you do. And may you glorify Him with all, all that you take on in this new and exciting year that lies ahead. So let's start by just doing a short prayer. Father, we thank you that we can be at the beginning of a new year where we can be filled with excitement, be filled with anticipation. If we think of all the possibilities that lie ahead of us, we pray that you will be in every decision we make. Um, we do not rely on our own understanding, on our own insights. We ask, Holy Spirit, that our desires will run parallel to your desires. That your mission for this world will rest so heavily on our hearts that it will be almost impossible to make a distinction between what our dreams are and what your dreams are for us and through us. So come and bless us during our time of worship today. Amen. Our reading from chapter 4 in Galatians verse 4 to 7 says, But when the time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under law, to redeem those under law, that we might receive the full rights of sons. Because you are sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And since you're a son, God 
has made you also an heir. This is the word of God. I wonder, as I spoke earlier, if you suffer from post-Christmas letdown, the guilt about the Christmas cards that didn't get sent, or the hoped-for family harmony that didn't quite happen, or the overeating now apparent on the bathroom scale. One way of dealing with that guilt is by making New Year's resolutions, right? About how we will change, how we will make a fresh start with the turning of the calendar. And we know how well that usually turns out, don't we? Don't go back to that life of slavery, Paul tells us. The fullness of time has come, he says. God sent his son to redeem us from the law. No need to adopt circumcision and law observance to be fully included in God's people. You are already adopted. That's why Jesus came. That's what Paul is saying here. He says, when the time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under law, to redeem those under law that we might receive the full right of sons. Now, folks, why is that important? And is it exclusive? Shouldn't it be inclusive? Why only sonship? Remember, in this world, it was all about a legacy, leaving behind a legacy. In the Greek world, a wealthy man without sons could adopt a boy, albeit for selfish reasons, and the adoptee would start a new life. His previous debts would be cancelled, and as an adoptee, he receives all the rights and privileges that comes with this new family, this new family name, this family tree, to continue the family lineage. This is a part of a legal transaction, and that is how we should see Christ's sacrifice on the cross, because of the cross. I am seen by God as his own son. Do you realize how significant this is? A new status, a new identity. Theologically, the son makes all believers sons and convert slaves into sons. Paul addresses his audience saying that they are no longer slaves but sons. It is this transformation that grants them God's heritage. Being full rights. It's ours through our adoption. Jesus came to redeem the world to give it a new identity. This new status. How? God sent his son. Where? Into the world. And why? To redeem it and give full rights. Now what happens next? God sends his spirit. Where this time? Not into the world, but into our hearts. An agent is sent someplace to do something. Not sent into the world like the sun, but to our hearts. Not to redeem, but to call out. The Spirit's job is to make us feel like sons, like heirs. Like we have the full rights and privileges. To give us subjective experience of this new status. You can claim what the sun does. I know that I am a child of God. You are claiming it whether you feel it or not. When life gets out of hand, you confess and believe this truth. For truth, it will remain. But verse 6 isn't something you claim. It's something you must experience. Quote, 
Because you are sons, God sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, the Spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. Unquote. And why is that necessary? You may say in your head, you're a child of God. But why do you sometimes feel like such a failure? Why do you not feel joy when, when you repent? Why do you secretly compare your life with others? You say you believe in sonship, but you need to experience it as well. If all we had was the status, it wouldn't change us. We need the experience as well. And the Spirit helps us with this. The Spirit helps you to experience all of God. Now, David Martin Lloyd-Jones explains the experience of adoption to the status like this. He says, picture a man walking along a road with his little boy, holding hands, father and son, son and father. The little boy knows that the man is his father and that his father loves him. But suddenly the father stops, lifts the boy and embraces him and kisses him. Now the boy is no more a son when he is being embraced and kissed than he was before. The father's action has not changed the status of the boy, but the difference in the enjoyment of the status is so evident. That's what's being described here. Simple and straightforward. Objective versus subjective. You are his beloved. And in you, he is well pleased. I'm going to say that again because you need to hear it. You are his beloved. And in you, God the Father is well pleased. If I could wish you one thing for 2023, it's exactly that. To live more in the presence of God through his spirit. So you can experience the joy of knowing Christ more intimately this year. Amazing and incredible that we have full access to Him through our adoption. Eight billion people on this planet. Let's be honest. If you think about it, your resolutions, your plans, and your ambitions, do they matter? Do they really matter? Aren't you just insignificant? Do you really matter? You don't really matter. Unless there's a God. That's the beauty of this passage. An eternal God who loves and adores and gives meaning to our lives. Willing to rip up his own heart. Rip up the Trinity. Rip up his family rather than to lose you. And the spirit of adoption comes to tell you this. To remind you of this. You don't need to win three World Cups. Score 1,200 goals and bear the name Pele to have significance, to leave a mark. Eating less or more chocolate won't make you loved less or more by God. Meditate on the one that made him available to you, that gives you significance, Jesus Christ. Calling out to him, Abba Father, daily. Look at the person and his work and the spirit will come. Worship God, who made the experience of receiving the Spirit a possibility. God's faithfulness 
through Jesus Christ has resulted in a new reality, a new creation, a new world on mission together to see the people transformed through love. So what about those New Year's resolutions? Always wanting to achieve new heights. The pressure we willingly agree to. It's mind-boggling, isn't it? I hope the following commentary quote gives you rest and peace as you start planning the year ahead. We tend to think that our purpose and meaning in life has to do with accomplishing something. It seems to me that the purpose of all our lives is the calling to embrace the divine compassion that is at the heart of all things and to share that compassion with those around us in any given day. The purpose and meaning of our lives is to open ourselves to the love at the heart of all things and share that love with those around us in our world that can be incredibly loveless at times. I don't think that's too much to ask. To let love in. And to let love out. That's what the Spirit will assist you with in 2023. Because of your new status as a child of God. Adopted into His household. May it be your plan. Your endeavor. Your resolution. To retain this truth about the Spirit. Reminding you of who you are. And what you've been called to do, the rest, the rest will just fall into place because of His grace. May that be true for you. And may you be blessed in this year ahead. Amen.